Prologue It is early summer 2011, near the end of our second year at the Abarso School in Somaliland, Africa. The prolonged winter drought is well behind us, and the rainy season is in full effect, bringing with it the stacked pyramids of juicy watermelons and luscious mangoes for sale on the street corners in nearby Hargesa. A good rainy season, when the desert blooms and the cattle get fatter, is always critical, but today the environment around me is little more than white noise to my mission at hand. My assistant headmaster has just ended our lengthy phone call with an alarming comment, delivered to me so casually that one might think it was a joke. Unfortunately, the absurdity we are dealing with is no comedy. Oh, yeah, John, Harry Lee had blurted out. I almost forgot to tell you, but there was a militia at the front gate. They came to kill you, but it's cool now. Harry and I have a wonderful working relationship. He is a 24-year-old American with a Chinese father and white mother, and when he had taken the position at this educational dream project of mine, an English-language boarding school in Somaliland, he had thought he was going to be teaching math courses and maybe organizing the school's basketball program. He quickly became my expert for just about everything—construction projects, water delivery schedules, program coordination, student life— and now, security interface. He seems relaxed with telling me my life has been spared, probably because crisis management is our daily routine, and in his mind this one is already behind us. If we are to succeed in this tiny breakaway republic, we have little time to waste. By all official definitions, Somaliland is still part of Somalia, but when a country has been in civil war for decades, national borders have little meaning, no matter what is official— Somaliland operates like there is no Somalia. I had been walking down a hallway of the main school building when Harry reached me on my mobile. We are always working and often coordinating, and I usually have to take phone calls on the move. Today's crisis, a gang of angry villagers climbing up to the school's gate in an old vehicle, isn't going to slow me down. I know who is behind it, and I know he wants us Americans to leave, even though that would destroy the school. The indignation that I feel— that anyone would interfere with the education of these incredible deserving children is immediate. These interlopers haven't struck fear. They have drawn my fury. It's not that I discount the risk and danger of being here. We regularly receive security alerts from the U.S. State Department and officials in the United Kingdom, including an urgent warning not long before this that a kidnapping was imminent. In fact, with the recent death of Osama bin Laden, foreign outposts are on highest alert— with retaliation being a huge possibility. I have been working extremely hard at making the Abarso school safe from attack. We have a perimeter wall and several guard towers, as well as a sizable security force. Who comprises the security team is in constant flux as we struggle to get it right. Some guards are described as SPUs, special protection units. Others are watchmen. The SPUs are police units provided by the government. These guys are armed with AK-47s and have some training, but they have the distinct attitude of working for the government, not us, which they tell us every time we catch them asleep on the job. The private guards, or watchmen, are usually civilians from the village, and they do not carry weapons. In addition to the sizable disadvantage of being unarmed, such security is more likely to side with the villagers than the school in local disputes, and, in fact, the troublemakers at our gate include some of this former security. 
Sometimes we have a combination of both kinds of security, but no matter what, the issue of loyalty is always part of the enthusiasm or lack thereof. There are usually eight to ten security personnel on duty, and thankfully to date, there has not been any need to fire a weapon. I am all too aware that serious harm or even death is a possibility. I am a non-Muslim, white American, in a challenging landscape, which undoubtedly raises suspicions about my intentions. I am a target for many people, jihadists, those Somalia unionists against Somaliland secession, fired employees, and even those who view my high-quality school as a threat to their for-profit schools. In 2003, a British couple, both of them educators who had taught in one part of Africa or another for 30 years, was assassinated on the compound of the SOS Sheikh School, about 100 miles east of here. They were gunned down by Islamic extremists who stormed their house as they were watching television in their living room.